0: Welcome, one and all, you sweet Film Talk fans, to Take 49. We are going to be talking strictly today, movie news. Uh, There's been a few announcements uh, that has been made um, just this past few days, especially with Apple TV. Um, We're going to talk about some questions. Will streaming eventually replace movie theaters? We've kind of touched on this before. We'll get a little bit more in-depth with all the streaming news that have basically just been coming out recently. Some movies that have been receiving great feedback. Um, some Marvel cartoons that I'm you know, excited for coming Disney+. Plus. Uh, Suicide Squad 2 has been uh, announced. The cast, we will see if... I mean, gosh, the cast sounds better than the first movie itself. And then we'll talk about a certain um movie or movies that have flopped that what we would do to make them successful so without further ado that is the outline of today with the movie news and
1: who else do we have here i know who Hello, we got ladies and gentlemen this is your this is your co-captain speaking this is the sweet keeks from the sweet film talk um live from my closet to help with the audio right now and um yeah, this is my closet slash studio. Just chilling inside the closet right now. We're doing good. Are you, doing are, you good. are you dangling clothes around your closet just to cancel the echo? I highly recommend it. <laughs> I, I've, I've got some hoodies in front of me. I've got the closet doors closed. I've got some shirts behind me. So, yeah, uh, I mean, if Lil Wayne was here right now, he'd be able to f- complete an actual project in my closet oh. and it'd sound flawless. Wow. You know, that's amazing. Um so yeah you're just you're just at home right now. Becky is on the road, correct? Yeah, dude, she is in Anaheim right now. She gave a presentation today which was awesome. great. Um she it seems like she killed it. She's just, you know, so busy today and she'll be there. She comes home tomorrow night. So I have been to give a little give a little a little taste, just a little taste for the sweet 250 that we've got coming up. I watched 3 number 250 Number two forty nine and two forty eight, and I'm not going to go too much into it, but this is going to be a ride. That's, oh. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> I think that two fifty to through two thirty five is
0: there's going to be some there's going to be some bumps and there'll be some hidden gems. You know, you know me with a hidden gem. I love a good hidden gem, but uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be rough. And Keeks, you just lashed out. I was watching football yesterday. I went to that BYU game. And we're recording this on Sunday, folks, as you know. But my gosh, it was just so hot there. And it was it was a fun game. But don't get me wrong. Do you really need to play? We are the champions and storm the field after being a 24th ranked team. they yeah, make an
1: overwhelming 24th ranked team at that. KBYU is probably already trying to make a movie out of that already. You've got the execs, the execs are <laughs> piling and calling into Warner Brothers or A24 just to get a whiff, just to get something made. Just, just to get something. Uh, I cannot honestly. respect that hustle. You do not deserve a movie made out of that. As no. soon as you get a movie made out of your 1983 championship team, you know, give us a call. But until yeah. then, don't uh, play. It. Don't do it. How are you doing? Uh, oh, you know. Ugh. How's the sweet TC? Oh, it's I'm great. It's been been a rough
0: Sunday with my Saints, but uh, you know, other than that, I'm excited to be here. Talk about our movie news. As I, I love our new schedule, we'll be talking about movie news this week, as we t- mentioned last pod, and then next week we'll be talking about some certain theater movies that I am really excited to see at Astra, and I'm probably going to get it in Rambo, and then gosh, I've heard I've heard good things about Haunt. I know that's right up your alley. What do you think
1: about that movie? I have, man. It's VOD right now, and I know it's like select theaters, but I love me a good horror movie. If it's good, I'll go see it. But you know what I love even more? A good J.Lo lo movie, Hustlers Baby. I went and saw it on Friday with Becky, so next week we'll have a bonus review about Hustlers from me. And spoiler alert, it's really good. Wow, okay. <laughs> the, the A story is awesome, and the B story is very... Um, It's very emotional and it works. It works so well and it's based off of a newspaper or like a magazine article that I actually read. And it ah. helped make the movie – it helped the movie make a lot more sense. So I really enjoyed that. And we will not be seeing The Goldfinch. I'm not going to – I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Yep, the <You're laughs> only reason I'd see it is because Deacons is the cinematographer. But even yeah. then – Yeah, I'm not going to do it. You've
0: already put in your 250 through... uh, You've already watched three movies yesterday, so you you deserve a break. Anyways, (laughs) with uh, breaks, I guess you could say that Apple Plus TV was on a long break deciding what they were going to do, and now they have a TV series announced, and they're going to start streaming, and they're trying to get
1: into the game. What are are your thoughts about uh, the Apple Plus TV series? You know, for a company that's, like, valued to be a trillion dollars how do you make a tv series like c that just does not look fun at all it it didn't capture my attention at all i I hope it's good like i hope they prove me wrong but i I was pretty underwhelmed with that it's fun that there's that new um like renee uh, you know like the new jennifer aniston good morning america show but even then, it, it's just not enough for me. Even at the price at four ninety nine, it's it's not going to take me away from Disney Plus. I'll tell you that much. What did yeah, you, what I, did you think of the announcement?
0: No, I disagree with you on the C trailer. I actually really liked that trailer and that piqued my interest. Now, if it's like an eight to ten episode TV series, which I'm assuming it is, yeah. I'll have to look right here to, to 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 confirm that. But I like the concept that Vision is gone. Uh, that it was possible punishment from God, and then they have two babies that can see, and then people want them. So, it looks interesting. It did pique my interest. Now, I don't think it's enough to compete against uh, Netflix, Amazon, or or uh, Disney Plus, of course.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we'll we'll see. They they're they're getting their feet wet. I think they need some big titles that are really going to grab people, like Stranger Things, um, even your Jack Ryan from Amazon series. And a lot of these Netflix and Disney Plus series that are coming out, like The Mandalorian, which is the most anticipated one this fall, apparently. So they they need to do some groundwork, and we'll see if these TV series grab a lot of the viewers like us and see if it piques our interest.
1: Yeah, you know... It's just interesting to me that, like, these are the first concepts that they've come up with. And they don't they don't have a movie for us yet. I thought maybe they unveil, like, and we have this coming out. Because I didn't know anything about this C movie, um, anything about this with Jason Momoa. So I thought maybe they'd give us, like, an original movie. I've heard that Steven Spielberg is tied to Apple TV. So you would mm. think that they would do something with that. But, I don't know, <laughs> pretty... For me, it was pretty underwhelming. I'm not going to pay for it. I'll buy it once something piques my interest. But yeah. And, you know, I saw something interesting with all of these major streaming services. If you wanted to subscribe to, you know, Netflix all the way down to Amazon Prime, it's like 90 bucks, which seems like a lot. But that's still that's cheaper than like a top end uh, cable bill. Oh, yeah. A cable bill. Uh, my
0: parents pay like two hundred plus for their Direct TV. Now it's worth it with that Sunday ticket around this time of year. I, I'm, oh I'm not gosh. against that. Are you but yeah, it's it, well, 90, 90 bucks. I mean, geez, it's not that bad. If if you have the income and the, the avail, you know, the resources oh. to to buy that. But I mean, for six dollars a month or five dollars a month for Apple Plus TV, is not. It's not bad at all. So I'm excited for C. That's definitely one that I'll be watching and I'll keep my radar on. It's 10 episodes. Just saw it.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: And it's from the producers of uh, Peaky Blinders. Ooh, Peaky Blinders is good. There's another one that – another show that somebody produced. I've totally forgot, but that's also gotten some – so they have good company behind uh, this certain film uh, show and, and C. So we will see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The,
1: and and it goes to what you said. Is I mean, like, is there any point when these streaming services? I mean, where movies are just going to start doing streaming? I think we've talked about it a little bit before, but I want to know your updated take. Is is streaming going to take over the theater? Like, are we going to be able to watch an End Game on our couch the day it comes out? For example,
0: I I don't know because I think there's so many loopholes of people. Just, I think it's the movie theater experience that people love, and it's the ticket. Like, it's your individual ticket that gets the the money. You know what I mean? The grossing income of something like, hey, this weekend. And I think people really like those numbers. However, I think a lot of people do like just being within their own walls of their own home. I mean, there's more there's more safety to it. You never know when you're gonna go to a movie theater like a a dark night experience is gonna happen with it, which is super
1: tragic. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I get what you're saying in the climate that we're in right now. It's it's something I've heard people talk about. I it doesn't affect like I don't want to say it doesn't affect me, but I don't think about it. But there have been moments in movies where I have thought, oh, my gosh, like, you know, you get a little nervous. So, (laughs) yeah, you don't know. You don't
0: you don't know who's sitting next to you. But overall, I think it's going to take a lot, a lot for uh, movies to eventually just become to streaming. I mean, I think people love going to the movie theaters and it, it brings in money. It brings in, it's something to do to get you outside of your house, to, uh, go take a date, your family, uh, even yourself. So as of yeah, now, know about I that.
1: Would, solo trips, baby, love my love, solo trips,
0: love a good solo trip. As of now, I don't think so, but maybe 10 to 15 years down the road, I could definitely see that happening as this becomes more prominent with the streaming so i don't
1: know yeah. i mean you can already see it now do you remember yeah, like when exactly. we were kids for for example let's start with gone with the wind that movie was in theaters for like three years and it's like Holy technically the highest grossing movie of all time but it was in theaters theater for three years because there was no home distribution for people but as yeah. time has gone on you can tell okay um movies have been in theater for less time and less time and look at men in black international do you remember that that movie came out already this year in june <laughs> I, I just know. saw that it's on blu-ray and streaming and it was 2 months ago so oh. uh, you know it, it's i think it's going to get shorter and shorter time period and depending on how successful it is how it's always been if the movie's successful and it's bringing in a box office revenue they're going to keep that bad boy they'll re-release it nine times and they'll film frick they'll film with a vhs camera more footage just so they can put the movie out and get more money oh by all by all means and, and did <laughs> just yeah it, the exacts are like all right we need to get the three billion um 300 million yeah let's throw in a scene with the hulk cool awesome let's do it they do it they beat the record yes yeah, yeah. You no know, <laughs> they they those those big wigs they make they make the big money for something let's throw awesome. the hulk at e the
0: 12 egg omelet let's do it yep that will that will bring viewers. <laughs> So uh, there's been some talk about Honey Boy, which is coming out uh, in November. And this is a movie that is about Shia LaBeouf, his life. As we talked about Shia LaBeouf last week and Peanut Butter Falcon, which we loved. Go see see it. If you have not, see it. Please. So in this movie, it's just basically a screenplay from Shia LaBeouf, and it's based on his own experiences. And in fact, he actually plays his father in this movie. And this received wonderful praise back at Sundance Film Festival. Uh, what is that, in February? Early February?
1: Uh, yeah, January, February. Somewhere and right he,
0: there. he just kind of had a rough uh, relationship with his father, and that dives a little bit deeper into um, that, of course. So it's gotten some pretty good reviews. There's some mixed reviews. Uh, the highest rating right now is an 85 from The rap. But uh, it's just an hour and a half long, and that comes out November 8th. So just want to, to keep that on everybody's radar. Especially kind of – it dives into Shia LaBeouf's life and why he went through so many struggles. I think Sh- Shia LaBeouf is a very talented actor, but he's al-
1: also been through a lot. Yeah, it's – you know, it, we've got – it's um, – what's it called? It's It's festival time. You're getting a lot of these movies that are being hyped up right now because right around the corner, I mean, after October – You've got you've got Oscar season coming out. Honey boy is coming out in November for a reason. It's got potential. Yeah. You've got a lot of yeah. these movie lineups. You're gonna get a, you know, the annual Tom Hanks Oscar bait movie. So you've got the Mr. <laughs> Rogers movie this year that <laughs> yes. I think it I think it debuted at Tiff this last week. Um Good reviews as well. Honey Boy is one of those that I think is really going to stand out. And it seems like such a unique premise. It it reminds me of the Disaster Artist from a couple years ago. Not in the same sense, but it's you take this real-life story and you put interesting characters as your an- protagonists and antagonists to change up the movie a little bit. I mean, Lucas Hedges is in this playing Shia LaBeouf. Who's also playing his dad in the movie, and it's just so interesting. And I think that's really going to be a big draw for it come Oscar season.
0: Yeah, and it's written by Shia LaBeouf, so yeah. hopefully, hopefully this is a good one. I think with Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf behind the helm, and he seems like he's grounded now. I, I, I'm interested. It piques my interest to see it. So, some other movie news that uh, was released recently that absolutely made me laugh. I remember just reading this <laughs> tweet and thinking, "You're kidding? Are you serious?" Face off is they're having a remake. They're doing it. <laughs> I, you I, you ever, know, have you seen this
1: movie yet? I still, no, I still haven't, but here's my thought on this <laughs> you could bring Meryl Streep and Dame Judy Dench and put them in a face off remake. And if John Woo is directing it, I will be oh. there day one. Oh. I'll buy an IMAX ticket, I'll buy an IMAX 3D. If he's back, if I can see those doves flying in the air, baby, give me some of that John Woo back. <laughs> give <it to> me. <laughs>
0: uh, see, I think the first one, I mean, Sean Travolta, Nicolas Cage, you can't ask for a better lineup. No, Uh, you really can't. Face Off the first 30 minutes is so good. I mean, it's like basically the first act and the last act. We talked about this a a year ago, but it is just so over the top. It is hilarious. It's a movie that you watch with all your friends and you just laugh at how bad but good it is. So I'm interested to see who is going to be cast. I have no idea. Like you have to bring in some charismatic characters because originally in Face Off it was supposed to be Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But Ooh. then it was
1: replaced by Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. So maybe they should just go back to that original idea. <laughs> They're still kicking, baby. I mean, Arnold's <laughs> set to star in a new movie, or he's got him. He's in the Terminator series again. You got Rambo coming out with so with Sly. I'd take it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who realistically you would want in the remake. Who could you imagine being in it? I don't know. Like
0: you have to bring in, you have to bring in some actors who have been in some good roles, but for the most part, who have been in some pretty bad roles. Like, look at Nicolas Cage, John Travolta. They've been in some good movies, but they have been in some
1: bad movies. Which I still would love to see the fanatic by the end of this year. <laughs> I mean, we might have to do a special episode just with the fanatic. We'll get that lined up. Oh uh, my goodness we'll get, gracious! I just, and here's my thing: is I would, you know, I. I'd love to see Charlize Theron in it. After seeing a Potomac blonde, she's great in action movies, you know, Fate of the Furious. Get her in it and get Bad like Max. yeah. Mad Max, one of the best action movies of the decade, you mm-hmm. know, last 20-30 years. I think it'd be great to get Charlize Theron in there and then you know, throw in, I don't know, Vanessa Kirby from uh from Hobbs and Shaw. I think she was great. I, I think you've got you've got some good options. I don't do I think it needs to be remade? No, but I do think that there are some movies that should be remade. And so do you. Um, let's throw out kind of like, let's throw out our top five movies that should be rebooted and remade. Because personally, I don't think Face Off should be. I think you should just leave it alone. I, I agree 100%. And
0: that brings me to my point is I don't think really any movie should be remade, especially the live action, as we've discussed, we beat, we beat this horse dead, like it is still being beat. <laughs> yeah. But there are certain movies that should be remade, remade and
1: I want to hear yours. Let's Let's start with number five from you. Okay, so my number five, it's kind of already in the process, but it doesn't seem like there's a big direction for it is Transformers. I think the first one's good. I've heard Bumblebee was fun. If they Bumblebee had a good was, Bumblebee was okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, my out. If, if they have a good, du- you know, creative view, if you got a good producer, a good director behind it, reboot it. People will pay. Those first four movies made a billion dollars each. Bring Jeez. it back, tweak it a little bit. It's a cash cow. You might as well, and it's it will be rebooted. I have no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with my number five in The Last
0: Airbender. I, All right. Uh, you know, I do not argue with you. I think, this is that, you. <laughs> I, think th- I mean, the TV series is phenomenal. I grew up watching it when I was, geez, in junior high. Like that and Naruto were just like my go tos when, <laughs> you know, when I was in the adolescent years. They were great. I loved them. However, Last Standard Airbender was so bad, and it was directed by M. Night Shyamalan, who is some great work you know so i would like to see a a reboot in this even if it's a movie i think an animated movie would be kind of cool but that would that would make any sense when you have animated series so make a live action make it a little bit better uh my i
1: will be there i'll be in the
0: seat i'll I'll be there to cr- critique it
1: i'll fly out i'll fly out from arkansas to utah to see it with you are you kidding me for a last airbender movie i'm there break it into three movies just like the books just or you know like the chapters and the series and you've got a great movie you've got troves of people who will come it's just a matter of time before they do it
0: yeah oh yeah
1: yeah um my my number four is friday the 13th which is appropriate because friday the 13th just pa- happened there's like 11 movies in this franchise but the first one i can say is really the only good one and there's so many whole yeah horror is such a it's such an interesting genre because you can make a good movie for like two million dollars and yeah. it can bring you back. I mean, Blumhouse has this down pat. They throw 3 million dollars into a movie, it makes 40 million dollars. It makes, you know, 10 times its budget back. It's a no-brainer with a franchise like Friday the 13th. It's only like like all of these. It's only a matter of time before we get a reboot for the Friday the 13th. Yeah, and I'm there. I'd lo- I'd love to see it cuz I love
0: and we're we are getting to full swing of your horror movies. So I'm, I miss I miss watching the good horror movies with you, man. I only watched like three with you, but miss it. I need to find somebody else because <laughs> I, I can't
1: go. I can't go alone. I just can't. Oh, I I, I don't blame you.
0: It's too uh, hard. My, yeah, it is. My number four would be Mortal Kombat. Oh, now, now with 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 what we have with technology today, and there's certain actors who I think would fill the role. Very well. I like the first Mortal Kombat. I think it's fine. It's a little outdated, but it's watchable, and I think it's probably one of the best action uh, video game movies. Which kind of leads me up to my third one that I have for a remake. But I think Mortal Kombat is due for a remake, and I think a lot of people would go see this movie. Mortal Kombat's huge, and they just they keep pumping out the games. Apparently, the new game is terrific. Like it, it, it has a big following
1: yeah i i i I keep i keep check on the on the twitch streaming uh count thanks for the bono thanks for the dono five dollars thanks for the dono (laughs) 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 so yeah that's my number four mortal Kombat. okay dude i love that i didn't even think about that but that's james wan is um going to be helming a new mortal kombat movie I don't know if you knew that or not, but oh, it is being made. Okay. Well, it's already yeah. it's already been in the works. You're okay. you know, they they knew what you wanted. They knew what the sweet talk film talk wanted. They're going to give it to Jeez. us. And number 3, number 3 for me, I put it down as a movie, but it'd be interesting to get like maybe a Netflix series or like a mini series on HBO is the Blair Witch project. Okay. I would love to get a cool found footage or just like well directed, you know, Series of movies or mini series on HBO about the Blair Witch Project. The first movie is so cool, and the second one has nothing to do with the Blair Witch or the book of, or a book of shadows. And then the newest reboot was just kind of filled with jump scares and it was fine, but it was very inconsistent and uneven. So I think if they just take the original material and make it very, you know. Very non-obvious of what's going on and make it more psychological and and an atmospheric thriller. I think they could do a great job. And like I said, I mean, the first one was made for $60,000 and it made $100 million at the box office. So, wow. Another no-brainer of, yeah, maybe we should reboot this. There are people that will go see it. And that was back in 1999. Yep people thought like the marketing campaign for it was crazy too they made a fake website dedicated to the stars who had died in the movie the stars didn't even go to their own premiere some of them because they wanted to keep the effect that they were dead yeah wow interesting so that's that's my number three
0: okay okay uh my number three uh, you know i'm gonna mesh these two together because they are just that bad they deserve (laughs) the same spot first okay. one is Assassin's, Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender oh gosh that was such uh. a boring movie because I remember playing Assassin's Creed uh, 2 I played so much of Assassin's Creed uh, number 2 I didn't play much of number 1 but I mean you have good actors in this movie and it just flopped it was so bad and uh, I remember just sitting in that movie theater being like uh, there's like two scenes of action it's that, and they last like 30 seconds so really boring. Uh the other one with this is uh Catwoman with Halle Berry. I think if we <laughs> could get a right. good if we could get a good catwoman, I think people would go watch this. It's a I'd Marvel. go watch
1: it. Frick. Yeah. And as long as I don't get a twenty cut basketball dribbling scene, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'll buy the front row ticket even. Even if all the seats are empty, I'll buy a front row ticket. Yeah. Just to so, support it, just to show my enthusiasm.
0: Give me give me a new one of those two and that would that would satisfy my needs.
1: I love that. You know, my number two, and I don't I don't know if this is so much of a reboot, but something's got to be done to bring the series back is Treasure Planet. Oh, my. Treasure Planet is one of my all time favorite Disney movies. It it was a flop just because they didn't trust the movie. They didn't market it well enough. And the budget was like 200. It was like 100 to 200 million dollars. And for an animated movie at the time, it was just too much because they had to combine three d technology that wasn't quite there yet to mesh with the two d animation. It's an amazing move. i I love I love Treasure Planet, and I would love to see more of it, but it it almost bankrupted Disney' Walt Disney Studios and was one of wow. the reasons why their animation studio kind of went down the drain just because it cost so much to make. But I would love wow. It, Bring bring me the peg leg pirates. Bring me the future. Bring me the the what's it called? The punk the steampunk vibe. Like I said, I'm I'm there. So oh, yeah. Trader Planet's that. my number two.
0: You know, I'll I'll add a little bit to that to my number two because um I kind of used I, I used I I used two slots for my last one. But I really like Atlantis, The Lost Empire, as an animated movie Stop. back in the uh- Disney days. And I thought that movie was really good i think it i think it's very underrated and if they did a little tv series off of this if they built off of this i would i would watch it like put it on netflix a little eight episodes tv series expound on it uh because i thought the story was really cool i love yeah, the lore. i love yeah i love the conspiracy theories
1: disney execs I, we know you're listening yeah, we I, we know you teen <laughs> you know we know that you're you're frequent listeners of the sweet film talk Give us some Treasure Planet and some Atlantis. You know the people yeah. want it. Oh,
0: we we do. We're getting we're getting tired of Nemo and Cars. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <Some good stuff. laughs> so I've been watching uh, this thing on YouTube called BuzzFeed Multiplier, uh, Multiplier, Multiplayer. Gosh, Multiplayer. Hello, Gosh. I play Multiplayer like every day. Okay. Um, but they talk. It's it's uh, un, it's called Unsolved. They're like twenty minute episodes, and they're actual cases that have happened. Sup, some supernatural. And some crime, and should see two guys that go through it, and they talk about the conspiracies and who are the suspects. And it's been very interesting. And they talk about Atlantis and that the Bermuda Triangle is actually it's a conspiracy theory, that the Bermuda triangle, Underneath is where Atlantis is, and when these people and ships disappear, that Atlantis is recruiting them to be their new citizens. Like that's a conspiracy <laughs> theory.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine you just you're you're in a boat, you're in a cruise ship, and you go down and some like fish person comes up and touches your neck and you have gills and you're just like and, and breathing it's like, yeah. and swimming underground.
0: and you now a citizen to the Atlantean
1: government. And you're like you're like forced to go to the Atlantean DMV to like get a license to drive a whale. Yeah, maybe I think I might be out on that one. No, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll get the gills. I'll do it for the gills. Oh, I would do it. Are you kidding me? Um for for my number one actually goes back to your number five is the last airbender. Okay. I thought for me that was the most it, it was just the most That movie was horrible and flopped on so many levels. They didn't go to the creative directors. They didn't go to the creators of that last airbender for any sort of consultation. So yeah, of course it sucked because they didn't even go to the people that made it. But um, Netflix is developing a live action series for The Last Airbenders with the creators. So yeah, I, I, it, it's in good hands and it's well deserved because the the TV show is like top ten all time. Ugh, gosh, right? Yeah, I was uh, so glad when you said Last yeah. Airbender. Thought it was a little low on the list. Should be higher, but it's alright. At least it made it. Yeah,
0: uh, my number one is going to be Green Lantern.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) I just,
0: I have not rewatched this film for years, but I remember just coming out of the theater and watching this. I watched it with Todd and Taff in 2011. And I walked out of there, I was just like kind of underwhelmed. And I I mean, I was like 18 at the time. So I didn't really understand. I just was kind of like watching just film just to watch it. You know what I mean? I'm a little bit more of a critic now, but my gosh, it just not good just really the cgi just terrible
1: and and the fact that you're pacing, the star of your movie good is rewatch like... <laughs> brian reynolds i mean in deadpool they, yeah. they frequently make fun of the fact that he was in that horrible movie i what a which, great choice which is funny because that's how he met blake lively Ooh. so shout out shout out
0: green lantern for the for the pairing
1: at least something good happened yeah.
0: Right. So that, that I think that that's due for a remake, and I think they can cast someone really well for for Green Lantern.
1: Count me in. I Do agree. It. I love that. What what a good little ranking right there. Because, I mean, when it comes to it, you've got all of these remakes, and you've got adaptations like Ford versus Ferrari, that's not adapted adapted from a book, but that's premiered as well. Yeah, it's and I, I'm excited to see that. That's been receiving some positive feedback. I'm there. I'm too. It's, I mean, it's, it's actually one of the first, you know, it's one of the first Fox movies that'll be released from Disney. Oh, and Christian Bale is always phenomenal in almost everything he does. So
0: I I would say his accent is a little, it's going to take me a little while in the movie to grab onto that accent just from the trailers. I'm like, "Mm." so I'm sure, I'm sure it'll mesh a little bit better in the movie. I'll get used to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, after after that top five, we Time. we've got some more movie news that we're going to go over. But we're just going to kind of shoot through these next few topics like the Ford versus Ferrari one. Um, do you have mm-hmm. anything else about that? I don't. Nah, just I'm excited to see it. Good feedback.
0: Yep. So that that seems like a good one. I think it, we'll try to get a little Oscar bait, try to maybe get a lead actor, best director, James Mangold. So we'll see. Yeah. First movie since Logan. He's a good yeah, director. That's right. Yeah, he is. And then, geez, Venom Two is filming. It's going to start filming in November.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, I thought the first Venom was fun, you know, for two thousand three, for two thousand eighteen, <laughs> not so much. But <laughs> yeah. Andy Circus is directing, so that's kind of cool. I, I'm oh, interested to cool. see how he interacts with John, or not with John, with um, Tom Hardy. Tom Tom Hardy. Happy birthday, by the way. Uh, it's birthday hey, today or yesterday. Forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah, apparently he's forty-two. Wow. He looks great. Look at all that money. Look what it makes you look like when you're 42.
0: (laughs) You get a a trainer, a chef, a nutritionist, and all that good stuff. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited for Venom too. I would really – I've said this before. Just give me a good meshing of Venom and Spider-Man and build up to that. Like, Sony, you you have the capability of doing that.
1: I trust them. I think they'll do it as long as the executives stay away. Just Mm -hmm. let them make their movies. Just let them do it. let the fine. film
0: workers do their part, and I, if if Sam Raimi comes back for a Spider-Man movie, if he's up to it, oh, that'd be an awesome kind of redemption story for Sam Raimi, and just letting him do his thing because the first two are phenomenal Spider-Man movies. And then uh, Suicide Squad number two. Now we saw this, geez, back in 2016, Suicide Squad, and that that might be a D minus for me. I thought the movie was so bad.
1: I here's how bad it was. I didn't even have to pay to see it. T-Mobile gave me a free ticket <laughs> to see Suicide Squad. I, it, it was just, it was outrageous. And I can't wait to see what James Gunn does to make fun of this first one and make the second one even better. Um, Will Smith isn't back as Deadshot. Idris Elba, Idris Elba, I think, is playing Deadstrat or a Deadshot or someone different. Either way, I, I can't wait. It's gonna be so fun. The cast is absolutely ginormous. I mean, you've got John Cena who's going to be in it. Uh, Pete Davidson's gonna be in it too, which I think is awesome. It's yeah, it's it's gonna be great. What did you think?
0: Uh, you know, this the, the cast interests me. Uh, it's James Gunn that is behind it. So mm-hmm. and he did well with Guardians, especially the first Guardians. So it should, I hope it's better because I like the concept of the Suicide Squad. I remember watching them in uh, some cartoon movies, which, uh, in fact, with Disney Plus, they're bringing in this animated Spider-Man series from the 90s, which I loved. Loved. Yes. And the X-Men oh, series,
1: which was so yeah. fun. Oh, the best intro of all time. That X-Men. <laughs> so <laughs> so. <laughs> Yep. So cool. So
0: yeah, Suicide Squad 2, we'll see uh, about that one. I'm not getting high hopes. I mean, I'll go watch it, but Marvel cartoons coming to Disney Plus, I think that's awesome that they're including some of those, especially the anim- animated Spider-Man series. And I would love for them to get a spectacular Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure that was Disney who did that. That's a great uh, Spider-Man cartoon. It's only two seasons. It's like 11 episodes. But it's cool. I think it's a good animated. I love, I love the Spider-Man cartoons. I don't care if I'm 30
1: or 40. I'm I'm in, I, I'm. I'm behind the Spider-Man can t- cartoons. Count me in. I'm. I'm 100% in too. And that's just so cool that they're gonna bring. In, do you remember? And this is when I hope they bring. It was an X-Men series from like the early 2000s, where the animation was. Gosh, I don't remember what it was called. It was like X-Men Unlimited or something it's like evolution X-Men evolutions. 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 Yes. I watched every episode where you've got like. Cyclops's brother, who has similar powers, and they like go evil oh, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, I remember the show. Yeah, it was it made, awesome. So it made fifty-two episodes. It's kind of yeah. cool. I feel like it ended kind of prematurely, but
0: yeah. And they've done the same thing with Spider-Man cartoons. They just keep hashing them out. They just they re, they just released a new one just about like a year or so ago, and it's, I don't think it's done very well. No, the the animation looks pretty rough. Uh, so lastly kind of wrap up this movie news pod. You uh, posed a question. I'll I'll read the question. It says, if you could turn a movie that flopped and make it successful, what would it be? Now, this is a question that you got from Reddit. So, Keeks, I I, want to know what movie that flopped and you would make it successful. What would it be?
1: Gosh, you know, there's so many that come to my mind. And... A flop for me is a movie that, you know, does well, but just doesn't make it, like, like it's popular, but doesn't make its budget back. And I've got to go back, and I've got to say that it makes you either think of... The first one that came to my mind was Treasure Planet, like I'd already mentioned. I think if they could flip something around and make that movie become successful, you've got an... They had a second story made. Willem Dafoe was going to be in the cast. But because of how horribly it did, they were going to start filming the day that it released. They got word that the movie was tanking, basically, in the box office, so they cancelled it. So, my choice, my second choice, not as obvious, is Sky High. You remember Sky High? Oh my gosh. Please (laughs) tell me you remember Sky High. I remember Sky High. I saw it at theaters. It is an absolute blast. It's such a fun movie. Such a cool concept of like a high school that has everyone has superhero powers. I mean, it was it was awesome, but it was just too early for its time, and that's what hurt it. You know, had it came out maybe three years later or so, it's got a it's got a great got a great cast. It's got good yeah. reviews. It had a cool story, and it was cool to see like you know the um. The group of kind of outcasts where they have to go in and fight the really strong superheroes in gym class. And it was just an interesting in look at to basically, okay, what would high school be like if you had superpowers? Huh. huh. You yeah. know, that's that, that that's interesting. I remember seeing this
0: movie in theaters when I was, geez, what, like 13, 14? Yeah. Yep. That was mm-hmm. by the time. Yeah. I feel like if this movie came out today with with, with the superhero just, you know, that we've got. It would it would kill it. Yes.
1: And I think it would, and I think that's the biggest so. thing. They didn't make another one just because it didn't do what they wanted. Mm. And that's a bummer. That's,
0: that's a good one. I like it. Mm. Uh, mine, I kind of have two. But uh, the big one is, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I, I just keep coming back to this movie. is Blade Runner 2049. This movie was... I think just a lot of people did not see Blade Runner. I think they did. I think the people that did see Blade Runner 2049 were the, were the big fans of Blade Runner. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I remember yeah. you and I saw this in theaters, and I was mesmerized. I thought the cinematography was phenomenal, and the visuals were great. Uh, the acting was great. It was long. It was a long movie, but I loved it, and it was one of my favorites of the year in 2017. What a year of 2017, and it just did not really hit the ground running
1: no it it didn't and that's what you're saying it there was too much of a niche market and uh, once again i don't i just don't feel like they knew what they had i don't feel a lot of a lot of this goes into marketing and mm-hmm. i think if a studio gets a little weary about a about a film they they just don't market it well and Denis Villeneuve as well makes movies that people enjoy but they're not necessarily for mass audiences which is why I'm super interested to see yeah. what he does with Dune that comes out next year. I mean yeah. Dune was supposed to be like Star Wars for like like an adult Star Wars. But yeah. when it was made in the 80s it, by David Lynch it just didn't it just it just didn't come out at the right time the technology wasn't there to make it the film it should be and now that it's here the cast is crazy I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049, though, is a bummer. That didn't work out. I mean,
0: it's a great movie. I think it's got a large fan base, but it just I I wish it would have killed the box office more so. I mean, what was the most grossing movie of 2017? Uh, Probably Fate of the Furious. Yeah, or or Spider-Man Homecoming. I can't think of really anything else that came out that was huge. Lady Bird, I mean, that didn't get a ton (laughs) of... Oh, I thought you were saying Lady Bird did. I was like... Oh, oh man, no. no, no, that's another movie. And Wind River. I mean, these movies. Gosh, 2017. What a blast! That's when we should have started the pod. When, when there was just movies like every other week that were just phenomenal coming out.
1: Do you want to know what the highest grossing movie of 2017 was? I guessed yes. Faded the Furious. You best guess Spider Man Homecoming, and they were second and fourth respectively. Number one. Oh oh you, oh oh! Black Panther. What? No, that was 20. The Beast. Beauty and the Beast. No way. Yep, I forgot that movie made a ton of money. Holy, that's and,
0: that's right. That was like one of the first remakes, besides Cinderella.
1: Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it was the follow up. That to was Cinderella. like the
0: first wave of the Where Jungle Book remakes. was,
1: and then this one. Huh. the number number three was um, Despicable Me three. <laughs> those movies, that Minions movie, made like a billion dollars too. I don't know what it is about those gross little yellow. Yellow boys, but they creep me out. Uh, everyone loves them. Uh, did, did, did you you mentioned you had a sweet movie morsel, correct? I was just going to get to that. Golly. Al. Yeah.
0: This is why just the sweet film talk
1: is so sweet. We're just on the same, same way, but so I want to clear up one that I've done that I did like one of our first few episodes about Jurassic Park Park, where the Tyrannosaurus Rex breaks, breaks the glass and the kids scream because they it wasn't supposed to do that. Um that was intentional. It was supposed to break the glass, and that was just good acting on the parts of the children. This one, though, oh. I got from an interview that I watched. It was a Howard Stern interview with James Cameron from 1997. I was at the—this is what I listen to to get hyped up at the gym, is interview, <laughs> interviews with movie directors and film critics. So, uh, yeah, my life is real fun, and my life is real exciting. Um, this, this movie morsel. So to go a little bit of behind, you know, a little bit of background, James Cameron was a truck driver before becoming a director. And what he did was when he was a truck driver every weekend, he'd drive into USC and he would Xerox copies of film, like technical filmmaking, uh, discourses, um, lectures from professors, and he'd just read them while he was on the road and like, you know, taking breaks. And he told he said that for $120 he got a four-year college degree on filmmaking. Now that's just a background to my to my sweet movie Morsel. So. James Cameron made his first movie when he was 25, which was Piranha 2, which he was fired from. And the movie I'd never seen it, but can't imagine it was that good. He then went on to direct, as we know, he directed Terminator, True Lies, the um, oh my gosh, The Abyss. Now, Terminator Two, which might be my favorite James Cameron movie, he oh, said that's this, mine. and this is my sweet movie, Morsel, is the scene where Arnold is driving the car with um Sarah Connor and John in the back, and he's talking about how uh Skynet takes over the world. He's giving that speech, like that monologue. Do you remember? He's like, they're like driving in the desert and he's explaining it's near the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Arnold was not great at memorizing lines. So what he did and the reason why it's filmed from like a side angle, it's like a mid shot of just like his shoulder up. He wrote the he wrote the the monologue down on post-it notes and put it in the windshield in front of him so that he could read the words and he could hide the fact that he couldn't memorize the lines and that he just read them off of the windshield, off post-it notes. And that was one take, and James Cameron thought it was good. You can kind of tell that Arnold is like reading off of post-it notes if you look at his eyes. He's like looking at the windshield and making sure he's getting everything right. And that is it. That is my sweet movie morsel. Oh, that's good. I'm
0: about to rewatch that scene. Yeah. It was. the yeah. uh, yeah.
1: how. Don't doubt yourself. No, don't. I mean, it just goes to show. I think Scorsese was like in his 30s when he uh, made his first movie. So if you want to do it, just do it. There'll be plenty of opportunities to make movies and chase your dreams. And that's part of why we started the Sweet Film Talk and just to you know, be transparent with you guys. This is something that me and Tanner want to do full time and really dedicate and put a lot more effort into content. So if any of you guys who are listening and who have listened to us for a while have not subscribed and rated the podcast, we really want you to do so because it helps us be able to get more, get more attention, get more buzz, get picked up, get sponsors so that we can dedicate more of our time to giving better content content. Um, watching more movies giving more reviews more input so you don't have to trust rotten tomatoes anymore i mean what what better what what better motivation is there you know just just to
0: trust the tc and the keeks as your new rotten tomatoes you know what i mean and imdb because we we get we get pretty honest opinions we we give hot takes yeah oh exactly so that's that's what we're here for yeah i love that i love that so subscribe and uh, give us some, some suggestions. I mean, we've said it before. Our DMs are open. We're actually starting a new Instagram, so be on the lookout for, look for that. And,
1: yeah, that's that's roughly about it. Anything else? We also want to give a huge thank you to Jonah Brown, our producer. Um, He's a producer. He mixes the pod. He masters it. He adds the intro, the outro. He levels the audio. He makes it sound as good as it sound, And... We're just so grateful for him. He just submitted his first album this week. So when he gets a release date and when he gets the good to go on that, we'll promote that a little bit because he's he's great. He's worked so hard with this and really helped us out. So yeah. we can bring yeah, you guys no, to the I listened to some
0: of Spotify. He's got some cool sounds. I like it. So, Jonah, yeah. thank you. Thank you for all that you do. And, man, we're grateful for him to be on our team. Yep. And thank shout, you sa- to all our –
1: Shout out to I know, coming up big, but seriously, we we thank every single one of you guys who listens and who comments on what we post and lets us know how we're doing. Any any opinions, any movie suggestions if you guys want to watch, subscribe, write a review, and comment what movie you want us to watch, and we'll watch it in the upcoming weeks and review it.
0: Even if it's a terrible horror movie, you know, I will just push aside my
1: pride, and I will do it. I will. Yep, he'll watch it alone. If that also is not motivation (laughs) enough, I don't know what is. In the broad daylight, at least. I'll try. <laughs> Any efforts are good.
0: Um, effort. Geez. Well, that's about it. That's it for Take 49. We will see you guys next week for Take 5-0, the Big 50. We've made it. Um, Other than that, sweet. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Keats. Love you. Love
1: you guys. Stay sweet. Sweet.
0: Sweet. <laughs>